0: This is Mark Kelly and I'm part of the leadership at City Church Leeds and I want to thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope that it blesses, encourages and inspires you. If you find these podcasts helpful, would you please consider standing with us and supporting us? For more information about this and other resources and media, please visit citychurchleeds.net. okay I seem to remember I did this last time I spoke on Ephesians I opened with or I asked a question to start with and I've got another question for you this morning so I want you to really take this in and just ponder it for a moment so the question is what if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you thanked God for today Shall I say that again what if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you thanked God for today that's quite a challenging question, isn't it? it certainly challenged me. Um, today, I'm going to talk about living a life of gratitude and thanksgiving. Amen. Come on. And uh, it's something that's the Holy Spirit is teaching me. You know, to have um, just this way of life, really, um, and He's slowly schooling me. So I'm not standing here this morning as somebody who's got this down and you know, who's living this all the time, but um, uh, God's taken me on a bit of a journey, so that's what I'm sharing out of, really. So I thought these words, gratitude and thanksgiving, meant pretty much the same thing. Anybody else agree with that? Um, okay, they, they don't quite mean the same thing. Um, so I went to the good old dictionary, because you know what, it's good to know what words we're talking about. When we're talking about stuff. So it says that gratitude is the quality of being thankful, a readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. And thanksgiving means the expression of gratitude, especially to God. So I thought that was very interesting. So out of our gratitude comes our expression of that, which is our thanksgiving. So that kind of was where I started. And as children, kids, are you listening to this as well? Um, thank you, Nuff. Um, you know, do mummy and daddy teach you to say thank you, Nathaniel? When, when do we say that you need to say thank you for things? Can you remember? Any other kids? When do you say thank you for stuff? When they give you something. Okay, so that's the first thing we're taught to say thank you for, when someone gives us something. Or there's something else go on, at dinner time, yes, it's good to say thank you, isn't it, to the cook. Um, Well, what about when someone does something for you? So it might not be giving you something, but they've done something like thanking the cook for dinner, mummy or daddy or grammy or whoever it is. So as children, we're taught to say thank you, and that's good manners, and it's polite, and it's kind of part of our basic etiquette, isn't it, as humans for most of us. Um, But you know what, we're commanded as Christians to give thanks to God. And, uh, you know, we just have to look at the Psalms, don't we, to find that. Um, I just want to pick out just a few references to this. So Psalm 100, verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. Or I really like how the Message Bible puts this. It says, enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Wow, I want to be someone who makes themselves at home talking praise. says, thank him, worship him. Psalm 50 verse 14 says, sacrifice, thank offerings to God. And Psalm 107 verse 1 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And that's a phrase that's repeated a lot in the Psalms, isn't it? So those are just a few. There are so many more. And you'll see in the Psalms as well how David commands his own soul. So not only is... The writer is commanding us, but he commands his own soul, so it's an act of our will. And have you noticed how easy it is to give thanks to God when things are going well? Yeah? When you've got enough money in the bank, we've got the jobs we desire, the car we wanted, nice clothes, great friends, we're just feeling great about the world and the universe. Um, I've used quite a few materialistic examples there because... Um, You know, we live in such a consumerist world, and the lie is that we need more stuff to make us happy and joyful and to fill those gaps. Um, And then, so that's when times are are good and it's easy to give thanks. And then sometimes we have days where we kind of moan and grumble. And we say, oh, woe, it's me, or it's not fair. This happens to me a bit, okay, a lot. (laughs) And I want to share a testimony, or a little story rather, uh, when I remember having a bit of a grumble and uh, the Holy Spirit helped me to change my attitude. Um, Last year, in the summertime, my mum took me to Tatton Park Flower Show. Anyone ever been? I highly recommend it. Corinne was with us, actually, that day. Um, Now, I'd never been to one. I'd seen the Chelsea Flower Show on the TV and it looked all lovely and stuff. And so I kind of knew what to expect, but it was amazing. And the colors and the varieties of flowers, as well as the creativity of the people who'd put together the show gardens was just incredible. And um, we were coming to the end of our lovely day, and we ended up at the Country Living marquee. You know, Country Living, that magazine with all, like, beautiful homey stuff, and I was like, oh, no. I knew before I stepped in there was gonna be all this gorgeous stuff that, you know, I'd want to take home with me, um, because I'm a bit like that, really. Um, Not that I buy everything, but that I find stuff that I really, you know, want to get for my home and, and stuff. So anyway, I knew that was gonna be the case, but there was a bit of a problem. And the problem was, I didn't have any money. So it was kind of like, I resigned myself to the fact, okay, this is just going to be window shopping. And you know, my heart sank a bit. I was like, I started feeling, oh, it's not fair. Why can't I just get one nice thing to take home with me? Um, And I, yeah, I started to grumble. And um, I looked at these beautiful things and I grumbled. And it was at this point that Holy Spirit prompted me and he reminded me to be thankful and it wasn't reminding me to be thankful for the things that I already had although that is a great thing to be thankful for but it was because the reason why I didn't have any money to spend that day was because we were saving up to go on holiday a bit later in the summer and that in itself was just an incredible blessing and so it was just wonderful how he took my attitude and he went like that and said (laughs) oi you need to stop that okay that's not of me you know that's not that's not how you need to be you need to be thankful in your heart. Uh, so I just wanted to share that because you know we all have those grumbling moaning days okay what about if things aren't great you know maybe our marriage is a struggle or we're not happy in our job maybe money is tight we can't do everything that we need to do let alone what we want to do and maybe individuals in our families are going through really tough times and we feel helpless what about those times Um, And I want to focus on a word at this point that I came across in a book and the word is a Greek word and it's eucharisteo. And I I don't know if anybody has heard this word or has an inkling about what this word means. I will throw that open. Does anybody? jean Anto you? Go on. I know about this because you and others have read a wonderful book called 1000 Gifts and in that, this woman really brings to life for other people the idea of being thankful for all the little moments, the little things that God blesses in the day, in myriad ways. But it's the heart of it is that the Eucharist is about that connection with God. It's, it's, it's what the Eucharist, it's what taking the bread and wine is about Well, as Jean-Anne said, the word Eucharist comes from this Greek word, Eucharisteo, and it means to give thanks. When Jesus took the bread in his hands, we read in the Gospels, don't we, at the Last Supper, he took the bread in his hands and he broke it and he gave thanks. And that word for gave thanks is Eucharisteo there. And so he was faced with the pain and the suffering of the cross. That's what the bread and the wine represented. And he gave thanks to his Father that blows me away. So in spite of what we face, we're able to give thanks as Jesus did. And that word, Eucharisteo, carries in it the word charis, meaning grace, and the root word kara, meaning joy. So if we take everything as God's grace and we give thanks for it, it will bring us great joy. I love that. So at this point, I want us to break bread together. And as I was just thinking about this... So we each have great days, and we face tough days as well. But the word says, give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, this is the message version. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. And jean Anne's already um, spoken about this book. And I don't want to elevate this uh, higher than the word, but it has been a great book to read. And in this book, um, it's written by Anne Voskamp. It says, she says, to learn how to be grateful and happy, whether hands full or hands empty. That is the secret worth spending a life on learning. I love that. So, how can we give thanks in all circumstances unless our heart attitude is right? And I like to call it, I think, Mel, you whispered this under your breath, I like to call it having the attitude of gratitude. It's a good one to remember. The Bible says that out of the overflow of our heart, uh, our mouth speaks. So, if our heart's full of gratitude, the thanksgiving will come. And this attitude has to come from the fundamental belief that God is a good God who is always in a good mood and always wants to do us good. Shall I say that again? God is a good God who is always in a good mood and always wants to do us good. We don't understand everything that's going on around us, and sometimes it's the not understanding that's the thing that we actually, actually struggle with the most. But the word says, if God is for us, who can stand against us? Romans 8, 31. And I really believe that our thanksgiving our expression of gratitude to God is a powerful weapon that we can wield against the enemy. Imagine how he feels when we are giving thanks to God in spite of the challenging circumstances we find ourselves in, when we could so easily give up and let our world come crashing down. In those times when we give thanks to Almighty God, you know, that we tread on the enemy's head, don't we? Um, Henry Ward Beecher said gratitude is the fairest blossom which springs from the soul and have you ever met somebody who lives out the scripture give thanks in all circumstances (laughs) Mel well Kate Casey isn't here this morning but I know her to be someone who lives out this way of life now I don't see her 24-7 so I'm sure she has moments where she might grumble but For the most part, she is someone who lives that out, and it's very evident, and it's a blessing and a provocation to be around someone like that. Our gratefulness flows into blessing those around us, and it's a sweet aroma to be around someone like that. I want to be someone who lives that way. And gratitude and thanksgiving are not for our benefit, although there are great benefits for us, but it is to honor the one who is due it, God, the giver of life. When we cultivate an attitude of gratitude and a lifestyle of thanksgiving, we learn to live in a state of grace. And it's not about paying God back because we can never achieve that. It's about giving him the glory and honor, uh, bringing honor to his name because of who he is and all that flows from his very nature. God doesn't want us to just survive in life on this earth. He wants us to thrive He saved us so that we can experience life in all its fullness. Jesus said, a thief comes to steal and destroy, but I came to give life, life in all its fullness. That's John 10.10. So recognizing God's blessings and expressing our gratitude to God takes our eyes off ourselves and our circumstances, and it fixes our eyes on Jesus and his presence. Gratitude is part of our relationship with him. And his desire is that we experience experience him moment by moment. If we can learn to open our hearts, our eyes and our ears to what he has given us, then we will see him and know him in the moments. Like I said, I've been greatly influenced in this area of gratitude, thanksgiving and recognising God's blessings by Anne Voskamp. who wrote the book that I've quoted from. And she was challenged, there's a lot more to her story than this, but she was challenged to write a list of things that she loved by a friend. And so she sat down with her notebook and what came actually was a list of gifts that she already had. Not what she wanted, not what she was seeking out, but she opened her heart and her eyes, and she started writing the things that were just around her, those little things like Jean Anne said, the little moments in life. And this book has spoken to me, continues to speak to my heart and has opened my eyes in this area of thanksgiving. It's not only about giving thanks for the big stuff, which is really important, but um, or for the provision or answers when we you know desperately cry out to God. But it's about being alert and receptive to how God has made our lives full right now. Right in the moment. So I also began a list. And it takes discipline. I don't know if Jean-Anne you've done this having read the book. But it take, does take discipline. But it's such a joy to do. And you don't have to go searching very far t- uh, to find things to be thankful for. So If it's okay, I was going to share with you my first 50 that I ever wrote. I started this on the 28th of January, 2011. Um, Just to show you that, you know, it's all stuff that's just around us. Is that okay? So I'm letting you into a little bit of my life here. (laughs) So I'm not going to number them, I'm just going to go through them. So, uh, sipping warm latte that soothes the soul. Conversation with kindred spirit that stirs my spirit. Sitting down to paint purple hyacinths with beautiful daughter. Freedom to slow down, to read, to think, to write. Walking on strong legs in fresh air. Snuggles with second born son, Sunshine on late January morning. Anticipation of birthday surprises. Snowdrops pushing through winter soil. Words from an old friend far away. Family gathered on double bed for birthday surprises. Continental breakfast to celebrate. Singing to God with parents and toddlers. Kind husband giving us a lift in the car. Watching a movie with a good friend. A mum who not only babysits, but tidies and irons while we're out. For grace when I am pushed to my human limits. Waking up to a pink streaky sky and praising creator God. For children that are happy and healthy. For a husband that loves me truly. The covenant covenant of marriage and the security of till death do us part that you never leave or forsake me, God. Testimonies of your goodness, grace, and favor. Beautiful winter sunshine through dark trees. Littlest son crawling onto lap for long cuddles. Wonderful parents who are coming to look after grandchildren for two days while we are fed, watered, encouraged, blessed, and ministered to. News of Bowdoin baby number four, that's my friends in Coventry. Generous family, being reunited with my wonderful children. Nathaniel saying mummy and tapping my leg. For the opportunity to make a difference in this world. Children sleeping peacefully, sunshine, food on the table, pretty flowers in a vase, bird song outside my office window, little head leaning against my leg, receiving 1,000 gifts in the post today. My children who are my treasure on this earth, clothes in my wardrobe, not being timetabled to school drop-offs and pickups. That must have been half term or something. Family time, Catch up, an uplifting conversation with my friend Barbara. Chai tea latte, that's one of my favorites. Noah saying, mummy, you are a great mummy. Cuddles with Nathaniel while he sucks his thumb. Arguing with husband, but knowing that we have a covenant for life. Those are my top 50, first 50. And, you know, there's something about naming gifts that is really powerful, naming things, but in this instance, naming gifts is so powerful. And it's not a blanket, thank you for this day, Lord, and everything in it, although there's nothing wrong with that prayer. But um, there's something about recognising God in the detail. And as we do that, our soul becomes alive to the beauty of God. We begin to see his signature on the moments of our lives, not just the milestones. And James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So I've just written down, just to end, some of the benefits for us. And this is not an exhaustive list at all. But thankfulness slows us down. Taking the time to recognize God's blessings, his beauty and his grace, slows us down. So we're not just thinking about the next thing all the time. We're actually in the moment, opening our eyes and our hearts and recognizing those things. Thankfulness is a weapon, like I've already said. Do you remember the story of King Jehoshaphat? in 2 Chronicles 20, where he and his people are under attack, and he sends the praises out, and they give thanks to God and praise his name, and they win the battle. That reminded me of that. Thankfulness is contagious. It spills into the lives of others when we're thankful. Just read the Psalms. You know, it's so encouraging, isn't it, to read the Psalms and see that thankfulness, and we can't help but join in with that. Uh, We are blessed to be a blessing. Thankfulness brings life God is the giver of life, and when we open our eyes to see how full of his goodness our lives are, we realize that we are already living in his abundance. Thankfulness wakes up the soul. Psalm 103.2 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not his benefits. Thankfulness leads to a life of joy. When we notice how blessed we are by God, how can we feel downcast? We can't, can we? When we are alive to the beauty of God, it brings us great joy. Thankfulness creates a contented heart. Just like in that little story I shared about the flower show, you know, my heart was contented. And when we realize what we already have, we understand how blessed we already are. Thankfulness changes our perspective. Instead of focusing on our lack or the negatives in our lives, We refocus our attention on who God is and what he has done for us. Thankfulness gives us confidence in God's character and his goodness. When we see what he's already done, we are assured that he doesn't change. says in that reference that I just read, he's not like shifting shadows. He doesn't change. He wants to bless us. So I've prepared a few things just to get us thinking about... Hallelujah. Can we just give as well just our our thanks through the form of applause and cheer to Kathy for the word that she brought this morning.